Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A lot of teams need quarterbacks. I mean, look at the entire NFC South. Like, all four teams literally uh, could use a quarterback upgrade. So, if he wants to go somewhere else, he's probably going to have choices. It's just a matter of waiting, as you say, for him to come out of his darkness retreat, and, and we'll all find out if he saw his shadow. Waiting on Aaron Rodgers' decision. That's Dan Graziano. Joining us on the Western Hotline, Joe Marino, the Draft Network and Locked On Bills podcast for a uh, – you know, NFL conversation, we'll talk about, of course, the Bills, their offseason, and uh, whip around. I've got some division stuff to get to as well, including the Rodgers stuff. Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on again. We're closing in on the Combine, so that that's like the next big thing to happen with the franchise tag deadline open as well. We're waiting on franchise tags, but uh, be a couple of weeks on some of those big decisions. I, I wonder, Joe, if we could start there. What do you make of the Lamar Jackson stuff and, and what Baltimore ultimately – should do and I mean teams don't often walk away from quarterbacks really ever especially if they're young and productive um how how tough a call do you think it should be for Baltimore to make here well I think it is an extremely tough situation for them and um you know they've gotten some great production from Lamar Jackson obviously the MVP season uh, a lot of wins right that that's that's been pretty true throughout the entire time um, and then you also simultaneously have some questions about his development and how much of uh, his development has been hindered by not being able to function in an offense outside of what Greg Roman has given to him. And you see that they have Todd Munkin now as their offensive coordinator, and that's intriguing for any quarterback to go play in. And, you know, it, what's exciting about Lamar Jackson in general is that next season he won't be with Greg Roman. So whether that's in Baltimore or somewhere else, we're going to see him run a different offense, which could unlock some different components of Lamar's game, which I'm excited about. But, yeah, I, I don't envy the decision that they have to make. I think one of the big mistakes that happened across the NFL is committing massive amounts of money to the wrong quarterback. And um, for as much success as Lamar Jackson has had, I, I have concerns about forecasting him forward, given uh, his style of play, given the way the injuries have been there the last several seasons, um, given um, – how I think his skill set's going to age. You know, there's a lot of questions there, and so I don't think it's an easy easy decision for 
the Baltimore Ravens, especially when you consider the amount of young talent that they've had into this um, this team over the last several years, a ton of draft picks. And so maybe the timing is good to move on, but you know, for what he's done in that five-year stretch, it's, it's pretty doggone impressive, and, and I'm sure it's not an easy – uh, decision for Eric DaCosta to make. And I think about, look, go, going back to when he was a prospect, there were some challenges that teams were reporting about just getting a hold of him and being able to, you know, bring him in for meetings. And, you know, here we are. It feels like the contract negotiation side has also been complicated as well as he doesn't have representation. So it's a tough situation all the way around there. Yeah, the, the decision whether or not they're going to bring him in and pay him. And then, of course, how they would surround him with talent, something that they probably have not done well enough throughout his entire time. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, um, especially it, it seems like whether it's been at times the O-line, at times, you know, wide receiver, then there's been injuries, right, not having his backfield mates that have made him successful. So I think you've had a lot of instability with what he's had at his disposal, and sometimes you're impressed with just how much he's been able to overcome and still be productive. And so for stable of a situation as it feels like Baltimore can be, I think when you, when you laser that in from uh, Lamar's perspective, there's been some real challenges. Joe Marino of the Draft Network on the Wester Hotline. If you were Lamar, would you have a certain and, – and you were set on going somewhere else. Would you have a certain spot that you'd want to go? Because if that does happen, he's going to have, all, I mean, a ton of leverage and power in that, in that situation. Yeah, if I'm Lamar, I'd be really interested in going to Atlanta where I feel like with Arthur Smith, that's a play caller and an and, – the way that he wants to run an offense that I think meshes really well with Lamar Jackson's skill set, whether it's the um, the play action heavy dynamics, the the run game dynamics, um, the usage of motion, and and how I think he can maximize the offensive personnel. Going to a situation where I think they have a good offensive line, Kyle Pitts is there, Drake London is there, uh, Cordell Patterson in the backfield, a nice young running back at Tyler Algier. You know, I feel like whether it's the infrastructure personnel-wise, the coaching in Arthur Smith, a division like the NFC South where you feel like it's wide open, you know, get yourself out of the AFC where all the other good quarterbacks are. You know, I think that would be an attractive destination for me if I'm, if I'm Lamar. And, you know, certainly it looks like for Atlanta, you're probably looking at a make-or-break year for Arthur Smith and, you know, a lot of young talent, but it's time for it to all come together and you feel like just all the way around it would make sense. One other AFC quarterback, potentially AFC quarterback to talk about, Aaron Rodgers. Joe, if Aaron Rodgers quarterbacks the Jets, how good are they? How, or, and I guess you could say that for, um, I'll follow up with Derek Carr on the Jets or Garoppolo on the Jets. There, there seems to be, I think, a general consensus that if the Jets got good to great quarterbacking, that they would be a legitimate contender. And I wonder how far you'd be willing to go on the supporting cast, the Jets' 52-man roster, without the quarterback in the mix yet. Yeah, I think they're they're a really dangerous football team if they get what you mentioned there, good to even above average quarterback play. I mean, defensively, we saw what this team can do last year, a ton of young talent that's only going to get better. And so you feel good about the defense, but offensively, it's there too. And and think about the guys that are going to come back from injuries, right? Everyone's excited about Garrett Wilson, um, but Brees Hall's going to come back healthy. And we saw what he did early in the season. Elijah Vera Tucker at, at guard, who was a really nice young player for them, that they also lost last year. And so um, I think they're going to get better just because they're going to get players back in healthy. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, putting putting a quarterback that's better than Zach Wilson slash Joe Flacco slash Mike White is going to really elevate this football team. I think I think with Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think they're probably a team that 
I would expect to win around 10 games and, and be a threat in the AFC East and certainly be uh, one of the playoff teams. So, yeah, I think they're, I think they're that type of team where a, a quarterback like a Carr or a Rodgers really changes my expectations for them. Do you feel like you know what Rodgers is at this point? I mean, he his numbers were not good last year, but he was also dealing with a thumb injury. I, I'm torn, Joe, because I want to give him somewhat of a pass for his surrounding cast in Green Bay. Like, the the receivers mostly, right? Like, yeah. for how depleted they were. But at the same time, I also want to... I want to think that Tom Brady has just made us think all these guys are going to play forever when the norm is by this age, I mean, Rodgers will be 40 during next season, that's about when these guys start to look shot. So where are you at with Rodgers? Would you expect that, hey, you just fix the supporting cast and he's going to be just as good as he's been? Well, I think he'll be better than he was last year. And, I mean, what was the guy throwing, like three rookies at receiver? Uh, it really, I mean, just nothing, ex- nothing explosive in the passing game that, that has experience, right? A, a receiver or even tight end, and ton of injuries for the offensive line as has been the case for the last several years. And then even defensively, you know, they had a bunch of injuries. So it's, you know, it's 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 easy to look at as a one-off, but like you mentioned, there the age there creeps in, and you start to wonder about how high of a level he can play at moving forward. I think he can play better than he did last year, but. Um, yeah, the age is going to catch up with him. And, and, yeah, I think we shouldn't hold everyone to this Tom Brady standard. He's the absolute outlier of outliers. That's not normal. And so expecting other guys to do that is, is pretty unlikely. I think with, with, with any team that acquires Aaron Rodgers, you got to ask yourself some hard questions about whether you want to sign up for that circus, right? For as good as he's been, right? He's been the NFL MVP two of the last three seasons, right? The, the uncertainty, what's, what's happened every single offseason where you're – dominating headlines and, and somehow everything's about you all the time at a 40 year old quarterback this year probably gonna have to give up a first round pick like you have to ask yourself some questions about whether you want to sign up for this and you think about the Jets and I mean they just they've gotten the quarterback position wrong time after time after time after time right I mean maybe maybe you could make a case that really never they've had it fully taken care of and you could feel some desperation here whether it's from ownership to get that quarterback position right uh, whether it's Robert Sala, the head coach, and, and Joe Douglas entering uh, what we would think is probably a make-or-break season for them. Like, mm. put your chips in or else you're not going to be there beyond this season. And so I can really see this happening, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be super uh, eager to sign up for that Aaron Rodgers circus based on the way it's been the last several off-seasons. Yeah, Peter King wrote, someone in the NFL told him that Rodgers might be worth more trouble than he's worth. So that sentiment is out there. How different are the Jets with Derek Carr for you than the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better player than Derek Carr, but I think I'm more interested if I'm the Jets and Derek Carr because I feel like there's more of a long-term path there. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe one more season, maybe two, especially giving up uh, premium draft capital for that versus just signing Derek Carr uh, when your remainder of team's really good. Um, I, I like my uh, my chances of maximizing that and having some staying power because what are you, you going to do? You're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and let's say he even gives you two seasons. Now you're right back in this mix of trying to find a quarterback. Uh, so I'd want some more stability there, and I'd be more interested in the Derek Carr route if I'm the Jets, um, to be completely honest with you, even though right now it's, he's, you might get a better season next year out of Rodgers than you would Carr. 
Joe Marino of the Locked on Bills podcast and the Draft Network. All right, Joe, to switch gears to the Bills, the franchise tag window is open. I don't think many people expect it for uh, Tremaine Edmonds or for Jordan Poyer. Poyer, I think we all feel might be closer to gone than Edmonds. There's an age issue. There's the whatever, like looking toward the future for the Bills. Let's talk about replacing Jordan Poyer if the Bills are in the market to do that. How how difficult is that? And do you think there are safeties they can get to play this position in a Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier defense? That's how they get Poyer, right? They they identify a guy they think can do the job, and it turns into a obviously a, a great win for them. Is it a, is it a draft pick, or do you think there's good value at that position? And the way that these defensive coaches ask their safeties to play that position, what are they looking for in a replacement for Jordan Poyer? Well, what's interesting about Sean McDermott's entire history with safeties is it's felt like he's been able to maximize a lot of guys you wouldn't expect, whether it's Jordan Poyer, who was a seventh-round pick at corner, you know, didn't really work out until he goes to Cleveland, doesn't really amount to much, signs a low-level deal with the Bills and becomes one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, you go back to Carolina. I mean, even, even Micah Hyde, right? I mean, a fifth-round pick that the Packers didn't offer a contract to, and the Bills signed him and you know, all of a sudden he's a star. Uh, you look at Carolina with guys like Mike Mitchell and Kirk Coleman, and it's, it felt like uh, Trey Boston. It felt like whoever they, they put back there, they were able to get production out of. And so McDermott's history maximizing safeties is, is really, really impressive. And so when I think about what they've looked for in the past that they've been successful with is safeties that have experience at corner and kind of converting corners into safeties because I think they like how – um, that entire vision of being able to space the field, having in that experience at corner and, and sliding it over to safety, it's going to help them at that position. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a cornerback conversion. Um, and maybe that's Christian Benford, which, you know, they, they obviously like him. I mean, the guy started over Kyrie Elam in the first three weeks of the season. That's, that says a lot. Um, and so I think about the ball production that he had at Villanova, I think like 10 interceptions, like 40-something pass breakups, a guy that has a dense build that's physical, um, that obviously was smart enough to pick it up real quick to be able to start you know, those early games. Um, I can really see him being part of the vision to, to play alongside Micah Hyde and, and then you know, moving forward with him as the other safety. But there also could be maybe somebody from outside the organization that they want to bring in and give that opportunity. There's certainly draft picks. Uh, that I like this year at safety that they could they, they could tap into. So uh, I think that they will explore their options. I think if, if, if there's a path for Jordan Poyer to be back in Buffalo, it's that his market isn't what he think it's gonna, thinks it's going to be um, when teams are able to start negotiating, right? We, I think we understand that the most important thing for Jordan Poyer is money, right? He wants to get paid um, a premium amount of money for what he's proven in the NFL. And maybe the timing for that's not very good. He's 32 years old. He had two different elbow injuries, a rib injury, foot injury, concussion at the end. You know, it's, it's not necessarily like he had a bad season, but there's some dynamics here, whether it's age or injuries, that maybe doesn't position him that well to go out and get this massive contract that he probably thinks he's owed. And so if things are close and the Bills have an offer on the table for him, that's probably your best path to getting Poyer back in Buffalo. But um, I think given McDermott's 
track record and some of the options that exist, I, I could see them kind of leaning into that and just moving on. If they decide to draft safety, I think it might be one of the spots defensively that Bills fans could understand why they might do that. The name I see a lot mocked to them is Antonio Johnson of Texas A&M. I wonder your thoughts on him and any other potential first-round, second-round safeties. Do you think it's worthy of a, of a spot that high with a, with a day one or a day two pick? Well, Antonio Johnson at Texas A&M is a player that I like. I don't know that I love him. I think he's more of a, a day two pick. If the Bills are to pick him, I would be hopeful it's at the end of the second round. Uh, would, wouldn't love him in the first round. He's a nice player. There's versatility. He's got good size. He's physical. Uh, I like that he's been tasked with playing in, in deep alignments, split zones, sometimes in the slot. Uh, but he's, he's got some limitations. I mean, he's kind of a tall, high-hit player that – is segmented when changing directions, and I don't know that he's very sudden. So I like the physicality. I like the linear athleticism, but the change of direction ability and, and just I think some of the restrictions that that presents, both as a, from man coverage from the slot, but also just changing directions and getting in good pursuit angles. So there's some concerns that I have there. I think he can be a starter, um, but I wouldn't love him at the end of the first round, to be honest with you. If there's a first-round safety, there's a guy that I pulled the trigger on in the first round. It's Brian Branch. Out of Alabama, who is would I, I I don't know if he gets to twenty seven, but the safeties are always weird. They always seem to fall a little bit. Um, but you know, he's he's a a guy that I think can legitimately do everything. He can play man from the slot. He can play him one high. He can be a plus one defender against the run, playing as a low safety um, split zone. Certainly, uh, really outstanding tackler. Love how he plays through contact. He's got ball production. Like I think he's a limitless player. I think he's a, absolutely a do-everything safety that's interchangeable that um, can really be a matchup neutralizer in so many different ways, whether it's against a running quarterback, uh, whether it's as a rat-in-the-hole defender and when you want to kind of do some, some cover-one looks. Um, man, I just think he can do so much. So if there's a safety in the first round that really excites me, it's Brian Branch out of Alabama. But you could tell me that – Brian Branch would be the 12th pick in the draft. You could tell me he'd be the 27th pick in the draft, and I'd probably believe you. Yeah, as you describe him, Joe, it seems like the last three, four, five years, hybrid safety playmakers do all. They become darlings of mm -hmm. the first round, and they find themselves – it feels like mock drafts, it's exactly what you say. They move up, and then on draft day, it's I can't believe they are available at yeah. you know, 16. Ky Kyle Hamilton like, was being mocked in like the top five. Yep. And what did he go, like – 16th or something yeah it's exactly like who I'm thinking of the kind of player that oh wow add that guy to your defense and he allows you to do a lot of different things yeah and you know like I I, I think Brian Branch is certainly at the top of the list um but there's not it's not like it's just like Sidney Brown out of Illinois I think is another player that's maybe your discount version of that that you say yeah maybe we, we, we don't want to use the first round pick on this position but if we can fall back and get Sidney Brown in the second round who's uh, you know a little bit more dense build than Brian Branch, but you know every bit of a of a dynamic athlete, a guy that really is physical, that has been super successful in man coverage from the slot. Uh, that I got a chance to be around him at the Senior Bowl and really kind of fell in love with his practice energy, and now he was. So, you know, I think that it's it's not just a Brian Branch or or or, or nothing, right? I think there's other guys and, and another name just to throw out there: Sidney Brown out of Illinois in the second round. Last week we asked you about running back and Bijan Robinson in the draft, and I think you you preached. Hey, don't freak out if the Bill if there's a mock draft that has the Bills drafting him because he is that special in two. I think you even said it. Like the chances he's there that late are so slim anyway. Should we freak out though if we see Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama, mock to the Bills that uh, in the first round? Yeah, I think so. I, I like don't get me wrong, I like Jameer Gibbs a ton. 
explosive, really good receiving skill set. Um, love him as an outside runner, home run threat, dynamic, like good, good football player. But, I mean, you've got James Cook. You've got, you've got um, you know, Naheem Hines, I'm sure they'll rework his deal and he'll be back. I just feel like there's some redundancy with the skill set. And, um, you know, maybe he brings a little bit more than Bijan as a pass catcher, but the, 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 they're just, to me, they're not in the same ballpark. And really, the only reason I budged on, like, the first-round running back conversation is because we talked about B. John Robinson, who I think is a top-three talent in this class at pick 27. Like, that moves me off of my traditional don't draft the running back in the first rounds. And so when you, when you get to that next guy, and that is Gibbs for me, you know, that's where I'm like, nah, you, that, that's, that's, that's not a, a route I'd want to go down. So I don't think he's the game-changer uh, that, that a B. John could be that can really change the dynamics of your offense. I think Gibbs could be a good player for any team. And, and I'd like him for so many different teams, but he's not the Bills pick that I would really love in, in the first round. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Locked On Bills podcast. All right, Joe, we've got plenty of time getting up to the draft, and we'll know our, uh, you know, the, the, the needs a little better once we get through free agency, which, uh, you know, the, the, the calendar moves a little slowly, but we're, we're, this is like the deadest time with, with football. We're all just waiting for the franchise tags, the combine, and then things get uh, roaring fast and furious. So um, we'll, we'll keep throwing, going through it as, uh, as we do week by week. Thanks again. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast. You can find Lockdown Bills podcast anywhere you get your podcasts uh, and the Odyssey app as well. So I would recommend subscribing to Joe. 803 1-888-550-2550. When we get back, I think I want to I want to ask you about these Super Bowl odds. Have you looked past the Bills next year's Super Bowl odds? No, not really. I I think both the Jets and the Dolphins are in very odd spots for the odds makers. Odd is they think the way I want to I want to put it. It's rather called odds makers, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll get to a little bit of that. Eight oh three oh five fifty on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You think about the Jets, and I mean, they just—they've gotten the quarterback position wrong time after time after time after time, right? I mean, maybe maybe you could make a case that really never they've had it fully taken care of, and you could feel some desperation here, whether it's from ownership to get that quarterback position right, uh, whether it's Robert Sala, the head coach, and, and Joe Douglas entering uh, what we would think is probably a make-or-break season for them. Like, put your chips there, or else you're not going to be there beyond this season. And so, I can really see this happening. Joe Marino, the Draft Network on the Jets, asked him about you know what Aaron Rodgers would mean to that Jets team. How good are they? And here's another way to ask it: If Josh Allen were on the Jets, what would their record be? Thirteen and three. 
If Zach mm, fourteen and two. <laughs> if Zach Wilson were on the Bills, what would the record be? I almost just said five and <laughs> is five. Is that too insulting? It might might be. You'd be playing Josh Allen twice. That's two L's. If you're the if you're the Bills with Wilson and the Jets with Josh. I mean Allen with how different was the Jets and Bills defense? It feels like in my mind it was a lot, but I've got Aaron Schatz in my head going. The Bills were n- number two in the league in DVOA defensively last yep. year. Well, it kind of it's it's a reminder. I want to have a little bit of a step back moment about quarterback conversations at ProFootballTalk.com. There's an article that says that the Chiefs have the best owner, GM, and coach combination in fo- in football. And I think uh-huh. I remember when they used to say that about the Patriots. Because they had Tom Brady. <laughs> right. How, and it's, right exactly. now that the Bills have a great quarterback, it feels like we do a little less, Joe, of the, yeah, everybody only says nice things about them because their quarterback is awesome. Uh huh. That's the Chiefs. They're, they've invested a ton on their defense. Their defense is not great. Right. Would anyone have said that about the Chiefs when Alex Smith was their quarterback? No. I mean, and they still had a great head coach, and the owner was the, the owner same. The owner was the same. The GM, they had a couple different GMs probably. And they had a pretty good quarterback. It's not to say that there's some you know joke franchise that Mahomes pulled out of the fire. They were good. But Mahomes right. makes everything look better. And with Josh Allen, that probably happens here a little bit too. Josh Allen makes everything look a little bit better. The points about this offense and how they were still this and that, and Gabe Davis is still number two receiver uh, stats, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, Josh Allen covers a lot of your flaws. That's true of all quarterbacks. It's true of Burrow with the Bengals, of the Chiefs with, with Mahomes. You have a great quarterback, he's going to cover up your flaws. And, you know, if the Jets were to get Rodgers, I, I did hear you talking with maybe Sal about the odds the Jets have. Yeah. P- plus 2,500 for the Super Bowl. If they get Rodgers, what would they go to? You know, maybe 1,500, whatever. Which would put them right behind the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. In the odds. Fourth in the AFC. Yep. Right now they're sixth. They're only behind Baltimore and the Chargers, plus the other the other three. Right. I you know the court- That's giving them a lot of credit. Isn't that almost baked into they're they're they are sixth right now. And they have we no one knows who their quarterback is going to be week one. Like we are assuming they're gonna upgrade at yep. quarterback. Well, and they're they're trying to get Rodgers and their fallback plan might be Lamar. Or Derek Carr. Garoppolo. Like, these are starters in the league. Or, yes, yeah. or Jimmy Garoppolo, the league leader in yards per attempt since 2017. <laughs> but the other point I wanted to get to about the Super Bowl odds, so they're at plus 2,500 right now. They are above the Jaguars. They are above Miami. Miami's at plus 3,000, the same odds as Denver. Sitting here today, is that right? Is it right that we have anointed the Jets as they are the number two team in the AFC East? Miami looked unstoppable yeah. for half a season last year. They have the best receiving combo 1-2 in football. Their quarterback cleared concussion protocol, but it is still a big question mark health-wise, and maybe that's why their odds are lower. But we don't even know who the Jets quarterback is yet, and it feels like we have put them above Miami. I don't know what to do with Miami right now. Vic Fangio's Thought of as one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Yep. So that's a big hire for that'll, them. That'll help. It's a big hire. But and the draft capital is not there right. compared to the other teams. The money is like a lot of other teams. They're not going to be able to do a lot. I think they might have even less cap space than the Bills do. Are they going to trade for Lamar? 
I think they should be in that ball game. One point brought up, so Brett Coleman was on with Shope yesterday talking about the Lamar contract. And, you know, sometimes when we talk about what the Browns did for Deshaun Watson, giving $230 million guaranteed, why NFL owners got so mad at that. You could say it's because of it, you know, driving salaries up. But the salary cap drives salaries up anyway. Yeah. What they really did was force other owners to come up with that amount of money in cash. Because you put it into an escrow, $230 million. And while a lot of these owners are, of course, billionaires, they don't all have, hey, here's $230 million to just write a check. I mean, I don't actually write a check. The Dolphins owner could do that, right? Stephen Ross? He could. He could probably do that. It's one of the reasons Brett Coleman suggested the Giants would be a team to go after Lamar Jackson. Because you have to pick the owners that that would be willing to do that. And give the cash away right away. And not every NFL team is going to want to do that. Yep. Not every owner owner is going to want to do that. The cap for Miami, by the way, they are $12 million over the cap right now at Spotrac. They have 44 players under contract. The Bills, for comparison, are $18 million over the cap. And they have 53 players under contract. So the Bills have nine more players under contract and six more million than Miami. So they are not going to have a ton of room. Of room. Yeah. But the way quarterback contracts are structured, I mean, Allen's cap hit at the beginning of the extension was a little bit lower. They could probably do that with Lamar. Don't they get easily outbid, though? They've already traded all their picks for Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill. That's probably right. And Brady. Unless there (laughs) aren't that many bidders. There might might be three bidders. might be two. How many are there for Aaron Rodgers? Maybe two. You know, you could but, say you could say there are a lot of teams that want him, but again, cap space is one thing. Yep. Timeline is another. Uh, rookie contract is gone. I mean, you advocate for the Bears trading Justin Fields just to get on a rookie contract for a younger guy. Yep. With Lamar, you might love the player, but love him at a rookie contract and not love him at a $260 yeah, sure. million dollar guaranteed contract. I know, but it depends what... I mean, of course, it depends what your alternative is. The Bears, I mean, the reason I like that idea for them is they're in position to draft the number one overall pick, and they're able to do that right now. And Lamar, every team's probably doing this right now in a meeting. Do we call Baltimore? Because they're getting calls, right? There's no doubt. They are getting calls. I'm not sure they're picking up the phone, but if I'm a GM, I'm thinking that might be... A market. There, that might be a trade that's about to happen. I need to be in that ball game. Every team is going to be having a meeting. Do we make that call? Well, and how how many teams can make a legitimate argument that yes, we should at least make the call? If you're New England, we got Mac Jones, rookie contract. Sure, Lamar Jackson solves our quarterback problem forever. And another actually good comparison for this: How many teams were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes last year? Mm-hmm. Like six or seven or eight? Well, there were reports that thirteen called, yeah. and it came down to four. But part of that was Watson narrowed his list. He did. So it might come down to that. There, there might be thirteen teams that call, and then Jackson says, "Okay, I'm interested in these five. Maybe if you want to just do it again, you have to be. You kind of have to be in quarterback purgatory to want to do it." Let's eliminate. That's, man, it's like the whole NFC, though, isn't I, it? I don't know about that. Let's let's right. The AFC is pretty well stocked with young quarterback yeah. talent, and you have to be in purgatory because you're not picking high enough. You can't be the Bears here. You can't be the Texans who have a high pick. Yep. Right? These teams would say like, "We'll just gr- we'll grab a rookie. We'll save ourselves a lot of money." Right. 
I think of the Giants for this. So, so Brett Coleman mentions the Giants as a team that's going after Lamar. That is quarterback purgatory a little bit, the, the phrase a little coin, bit. coined by Doug Whaley. So the Giants have a decision on Daniel Jones. I'm going to bring this back to our conversation, what I, what I mentioned to you, which is yeah. we've kind of forgotten that when, when we didn't have a great quarterback, we would look at teams and say, yeah, you, congratulations, you have a quarterback. It fixes everything. What are you supposed to do if you don't? If you're the Giants, if you're Brian Dable and Joe Shane, should they give Daniel Jones the franchise tag? They'll get mocked if they do. I feel like the answer is, of course. What's the big deal? Right. The franchise tag exists for you to basically defer any sort of big decision. It is a, you met a great person, you're like, hey, should we go away for a weekend? Sure, we're not getting married. Like, let's just go right. ahead and let's see what happens. If it blows up, pff, there's no commitment. It's a one-year stopgap. It is your Band-Aid. It is your bridge quarterback. You yep. can find out. And Daniel Jones had a really solid season under Brian Dable in his first year with Dable after two years with Joe Judge and whoever. So it doesn't it, – it sounds to me like too often people that – and I say this because we are we now live like in the quarterback penthouse community. We look, we look <laughs> yeah. down upon the Giants and say like – We're on the VIP floor. Right. Yeah. You look and say like, pathetic, you're going to give him that money. Well, what are they supposed to do? Well, my thing on that would be – if you're franchise tagging him, do you are you still open to giving him a big extension? Are you still open to him being a player and showing you next year he's worthy of what's he want now? Forty five million dollars. His best receiver last year was what Isaiah Hodgins and then Darius, Darius Slayton. They yep. got they had a bunch of guys hurt. It's year one of their offense. If Brian Dable yep. and Joe Shane build that offense up and you franchise tag him and he throws forty one touchdowns, now mm-hmm. what do you do? Are you willing to give him? $45 million? Maybe you are. Maybe you franchise tag him again. I mean, Kirk Cousins got franchise tagged twice. Yep. And then here's the thing. Washington moved on from Cousins. Minnesota got him. And while they're not winning championships up there, they're making the playoffs. They're a competitive team. I know that you all like we all want to see your team win the Super Bowl, but there's something to be said for, well, should we drift into the abyss of a 17-year drought where we lived – yeah. And just walk out of a team that is good in order to be middle of the road. This is like a tanking conversation, but these teams aren't close to tanking. So you get caught in this spot of, well, we're definitely too good to tank. We're not so sure our quarterback is the guy. I feel like the franchise tag was invented for this. The, right. The franchise tag, I guess, right. What what can they do comparatively that's cheaper if they care about that? If they don't franchise tag, let's say they don't franchise tag Daniel Jones, where do they end up? And Lamar Jackson goes somewhere else, do they, or doesn't get traded is at all. Teddy Bridgewater a free agent? I mean, Tyrod is on their team now. That's probably not what they want to do. Do they sign Garoppolo? Do they do that? Do they put a bit, slap a band aid on it and say they'll get by a year? How much? Do you I think, might want to say how different is that from Daniel Jones? How much do you think Garoppolo is? Twenty five million. Right, are they saving 10? Okay, so at that point, I guess it, it's not a big difference. Like starting quarterback money for a guy that even signs as a Garoppolo or a That's car. like 20-plus. Yeah. Right, 20-plus is not a lot anymore. That's why for that, I'm fine. I would just be very reserved in committing to him as my long-term quarterback, which you are not doing with the franchise tag, which is why I like it. But I would not want to commit to that guy being my quarterback unless I know there is another level. There's another gear. Because the Cousins thing, like, has that really worked for Minnesota? To me, I feel like if I'm Minnesota, 
I would have known this when I paid him. I'm going to be pretty good for five years. I'm not going to win a Super Bowl. I know I'm not winning a Super Bowl with that guy. You, and you, do you want to end up there with Daniel Jones? Well, we do a lot of the you know you're not going to win, and yet teams can win with less than great quarterbacks. Not off, not not often. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's been darn close, and Matthew Stafford did win one. He's you know a great passer, but guys that are limited have won. But it's rare, isn't it's, it? It's, it's it's not consistent. If, if you're going to spend your entire life trying to get Allen or Mahomes or no one else, you're never going to win a game. Don't let perfect get in the way of better is a phrase I like occasionally. We got to get to a break. But one last thought on Daniel Jones here on this. Well, Look, unless Lamar Jackson's out there though, he is out there. Yeah, I mean, like that's J- one of those guys. He's not Mahomes. He's not Allen. No, but I think I don't need him to be Mahomes or Allen. But I need that second level. To yeah. me, Jones well, is, you're is about, even past that. You're talking about rushing ability. I mean, Daniel Jones was pretty good at that. He was really good uh-huh. at that year. One thing the Giants could do is we get to a break. What if you just don't franchise and just offer him a one-year deal? How many other teams are going to offer Daniel Jones two years? Oh, three you're years? saying let him hit. You could say no franchise tag. Yeah. How about a one-year deal? And you don't have to pay him 32. Well, well, we'll give you 24. We'll give you 27. We'll give you 30. Well, doesn't Jones just say no because I can get some team to give me 40 in the open market? Could he? He hits the open market. Do you think he gets $40 million? I don't. I think he Oh, man, I don't know. We no, it's, a, it's the same teams. we got to get a break. Yeah. Quarterback purgatory. I just want to talk about it with a little bit of respect because we used to live there and, you know, looking down and calling everyone else pathetic. I, I just kind of feel bad about it. Kevin Cole, pro football – or, no, sorry, Kevin Cole of the Unexpected Points podcast. He's got a ranking of free agent receivers. That's something we're definitely going to be looking at as free agent receivers. Are there any bargains out there? Who'd be a good fit? We'll talk about that with Kevin Cole coming up in a bit here on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm very quick. Well, exercise for you. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. Joe, I'm going to ask you a question. What do we got? What's better? And there's a little bit of a, I don't know about a lesson, but I just want to make a small point. Don't yell at me. So it's a trick. It's almost like a trick question. It's, it's an exercise. Okay. You know, um, I'm just getting an exercise. Which is better? You finish 
in a golf tournament at 10 under in 11th place Mm -hmm. or 18 under in 12th place? Which is the better finish if you're in a golf tournament? 10 under Uh in, in 11th place or 18 under in 12th? 11th place. 11th place is better. Yes. Okay. Last you didn't give me any other... De- I'm assuming... I don't, I don't know if I need to assume this. Like, different courses, whatnot. No. It doesn't matter. Te- 11th is better 11th, than 12th. 11th is better than 12th. Even though 18 is better than 10. Yeah. Under. Okay. That in mind. Last year, the Buffalo Sabres finished in 11th in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Do you know where they are today? <laughs> are they in 12th? They're in 12th. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they are in 12th, not by points percentage, with, though, they, if I if they, I can make they, a nitpicky point here. They do have a couple holes to play, right? They, yeah, they've, they, they've, they've, they've games right. in hand. It's They're working. on hole 12, and everyone else That's is right. on 16. But it's it's a little jarring to look at the standings and see 12. And yeah. I think when you're rebuilding and you are where the Sabres are and you're trying to make moves up, we, and I'm... I do this too. We're focusing on points. You know, 90 points would be nice. 95 would be nice. But the reality is that the point totals, you know, rising tide, falling, they move. It's not stagnant. Right. So I'll just ask you, if they finish in 11th place, they finish in 11th with a higher point total, is that better? Or does it just look better? Because there's a point to be made that the entire Eastern Conference, Detroit, Mm -hmm. look at Detroit right now. The Red Wings have been hot. The Red Wings are in a playoff race. The Red Wings are ahead of you. You don't yep. have you do not have five games in hand on the Red Wings. I'm not down on the Sabres, but you know, keeping expectations a little bit on let's remember, it's not about points, it's about place. If you yep. were, if I were to tell you they'll they'll finish with ninety one, you'd be like, Okay. If I tell you they finish eighth, how's that sound? Better than ninety one. Sounds incredible. Place is more important than points. Right. Because they could, they could get in with 91. They could, but they definitely get in if they're eighth. Right. So, just a little bit of a thing there. Like, they're ninth in points percentage. Yep. So, you know, you've got to do the job. You can't bogey these holes left. You can't get your games in hand taken away. Like, last night was a game in hand. Yep. You got smoked. They just got to, they got to par the next three holes. Yeah. Par the next three holes. And you're right there. Bogey. Bogey and you're you're staying in 11th or 12th, and it will be harder. It'll be harder to make the case. We'll still do it, and you'll hear it, that they have taken a giant step forward. It might have to be more manageable than that. This is a good point, because Detroit passing them and Ottawa passing them, if that happens, even if they end up with like 88. Yeah, but, you have more points, but you'd be... Sixth. Yeah, I'm going to want to think that's... I'm going to want to feel like that's improvement when, if I look at it objectively, I'll, I mean, going down in the division, that is not going to be real, at least not a giant step forward. You're not going to be able to call it that if they get passed by two teams that they were better than last year. Yeah, there's a little bit of the Jets in here, right? The Jets are, hey, we're a lot better. Like, okay, you finished in third. Right. How much better are you? You've your your target is not a static target. So right. anyway, not down on them. Just just an exercise. Kevin Cole of uh, Unexpected Points podcast on the other side here on WGR. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.